Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. For now, faith is made up of this, a couple substances, a substance, and what is the element of that substance is one logos. Logos most oftentimes is the element that God uses to create rhema. It's the element that God uses to create rhema. Now, I like what she said, and which is true. Rhema can come apart from the logos. You could be an Indian, a Native American living in the bush of the Amazon, and you get a uh, a voice. You you could be, you know, a Semitic person living in, in in the southern part of Chaldea, in the city of Ur. And you could hear a voice that says, get thee out of thy country and away from thy kindred into a place that I'm going to show you. That's an example of rhema without the logos. Do you hear me? So you can't have rhema without the logos, but more often than not, rhema comes from the logos. But we have to understand something. The Bible talks about believe not every spirit. But try the spirit to see whether it be of God. So how can you try the rhema if you don't know the logos? How can you try the the revelation, the impression that you are given, be it strong or, or how strong or how not strong? How can you test it if you don't have a strong foundation of the logos of the written word of God? Do you understand me? There was, my pastor tells a story about this woman. She said the Virgin Mary would appear to her at night. Not every night, but often she would appear to her at night. So my pastor said, next time the Virgin Mary appears to you, he didn't tell her it's of the devil. He, he just, he, you know, he, he, you know, humored her. He said, okay, next time the Virgin Mary appears to you, I want you to just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And see what happens. So the next time it happened, she began to pray in tongues. This Catholic, ex-Catholic sister. She begins to pray in tongues. And the Virgin Mary, this, 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 this ghost, Virgin Mary ghost, transfigured in front of her and turned into a hideous demon spirit. <laughs> Amen. We hope you come back next week. (laughs) You knew that was coming, huh? (laughs) Amen? It turned into a demon spirit. You can't believe every spirit that you see. And if you don't have a strong foundation in the logos, how do you know that what you believe is a rhema is from God? And then you try and step out of the boat, I was in my dormitory with all my classmates watching TV at Bible school, and all of a sudden, Brother Justin walks in, soaking wet, suit and tie and just soaking wet. 
And we said, what the heck? It's not, it's not raining outside. Where, what happened to you? He said, oh, the pastor preached that we could walk on water. So I t- jumped in my car. I drove to the lake behind the Bible school over on Old Gender Road. I jumped, in the, I jumped in the pond. I tried to step in the pond, and I fell right in. What an idiot. That's not faith. That's foolishness. So he got the logos, and he thought he had a rhema, and he, he, you know, he walked head first into the pond. Amen? That's not faith. That's foolishness. So the elements that make up, that are required to, to make up now faith in our life is, number one, the logos. Number two, rhema. A word is not your word until God gives it to you. And you can write that down or remember it. A word is not your word until God gives it to you. You can't act on my testimony. You can't hear another priest's pastor testimony and just go act on that because that has to be your word. And I'm going to go a little bit farther with that today. And I'm even going to say, don't, don't, don't stone me. But even the logos in the Bible is not yours until it becomes rhema. And therein lies the secret of why you can be a Christian but not have what God promised in your life. Because though it is written, it's not yours until it becomes rhema. Once it becomes rhema, now it belongs to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. Amen. Me and my wife, praise God, we bought a car, brand new, zero miles, off of the parking lot, cash. Now, for Americans, that's un- just unheard of. In America, no one buys a car cash off the lot. So that was a big miracle for me in my life. But you know how I got that car? First, I got a baby seat. Somebody blessed me with a baby seat. And I said, honey, you know what that means? If God gave us a baby seat, then the car is coming next. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Because at this point in my life, I've been walking with God for 10, 15 years. I know how God's worked in my life. And God will give you an anchor to hold on to, to believe in. So you can begin to withdraw the rest of God's promise. Amen? Hallelujah. So a word is not your word unless God reveals it to you. Hallelujah. So the elements of now faith are logos and rhema. Rhema is a revealed word, or it's a logos, we could say. Rhema is a logos in revealed form. Say that with me. Rhema is a logos in revealed form. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16 very quick and verse 17. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this today. I thought I was going to be able to, but I don't know where the time goes on Sundays. Hallelujah. Does anybody know the time? There's not a clock around here. It's one o'clock. Wow. 
I haven't even began the intro of the last intro. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, let's close. We'll, we'll, we'll read this verse. I'll we'll come to a close. Amen. Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verse 17. We see here that Jesus is with his disciples, and Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? Who do you think I am, or who am I to you? And one thing that you learn is that our, everyone's life always comes down to who is Jesus Christ to you. If he's your savior, you'll be saved. If he's your healer, then you'll be healed. And see, I'm not talking about theology, okay? Because theology, and that's next week's sermon. I, I thought I was going to say it today, but I'll have to push it to next week. But theology and doctrine cannot save you without a quickening, without a revelation from the Holy Spirit. I was told the other day, I met a pastor of a church here called Living Waters. He's a UK guy. And this pastor, I sat for coffee with him at Starbucks on Friday before we met. And he told me about this Methodist pastor. And he preached a sermon about salvation one day. And after the sermon, he answered his own altar call. And one of the elders in the church jumped up and said, Hallelujah, the pastor got saved today. But you could go to seminary, even be a pastor or a priest, and not be saved. You can be full of head knowledge and talk like a Christian, act like a Christian, full of dry, dead knowledge, and have no life, no spirit in you. Because only... The Holy Ghost quickens revelation and rhema. So he says, who do you say that I am? The problem is in Pentecostalism, we get the doctrine. We get a full gospel doctrine. We get a doctrine that says he's our healer and he's our deliverer. And, and he fills and baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And, and we believe this stuff mentally and doctrinally. But even us, we never actually walk in that until that also becomes rhema and revelation. So Christians are always sick. Missing services because they're sick. In the hospital because they're sick. Do you hear me? Same thing, I mean, I always use this example. I'm going to just bring it up again. We all agree as Christians that our neighbors, loved ones, friends, relatives, they're all going to hell if they're not born again, if they're not saved. We agree with that theologically, but we really don't believe that. We really don't believe that because if we believe that, we would fight and fight and fight tooth and nail with them until they got saved. If we really believe that. If you saw your relative walking across the street and a bus coming about to hit them, would you, oh, well, I don't want to offend them. Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Or They never listen to me, so why even try? No, you just say, ah, move out of the way. And you'll jump and you'll push them on the floor, regardless of how bad you hurt them, because you know they're facing death. But you don't believe that they're facing spiritual death. You don't believe that they're facing hell. You really don't believe in it. You think you do because you, you agree with the logos, but it's really not a rhema to you. 
What keeps Robert going every Friday night here alone without his wife, without his son, in the ice, in the rain, in the, he stands in the rain, he stands in the ice and the cold and the snow every single Friday while we're, Ethan, be quiet. Sorry, that's my son. While we're having spaghetti and pasta at Shabbat. Why does he do that? Because he has a rhema that without Jesus Christ, they shall perish. So we really have a whole lot of doctrine, every one of us, that we believe and agree with, but it's not real to us. It's literally not real to you. And what I'm doing on Sundays, preaching, 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 I'm contending. I'm contending with you for the doctrines that you believe. For it to go from your head and make that, that, that theological leap six inches from your head to your heart. Because only when it goes down from your head to your heart will you be transformed. But it's not about you. Will you be the one to transform others? Do you hear me? So Jesus says, you've been with me for three years. You believe everything I say, but who am I really to you? And Peter replies and says, you are the Christ. Verse 16, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And verse 17, Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven. He didn't get this from Logos. He didn't get it because he read it in the scroll or because Jesus said it. And he said, okay, well, that's what we're supposed to believe. But he actually had an illuminated, a revealed, a Logos in revealed form in his heart. Blessed. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Empowerment, empowered. In other words, there is an anointing in Revelation. There is a blessing in Revelation. Blessed, anointed, empowered, filled, transformed are you, Simon Barjona. Because flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you. But my Father, which is in heaven. Amen? There's a third part. A third element to now faith. But you'll have to come back next week to hear it. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. I'll share with you a little word from my friend Charlie Shamp. I wrote it down. Really bore witness with me. I was listening to his podcast. He says that there, he had a dream where the spirit of prophecy came to him in a dream. He met the spirit of prophecy. And the spirit of prophecy took a bag full of coins and he threw it at him. And the coins spilled onto the floor. And God spoke to him and said that this represents change. It was actually change in his, and it represents change. He said there is a supernatural currency of heaven being released. And I believe that's happening this going into this next year there is a supernatural currency of heaven being released it's called change small changes 
upon small changes, upon small changes, will equal and turn into transformation. It will carry a realm. It will carry a realm with it. And you will begin to see change in the people and the places around you. Synergy is the interaction of two to create an effect greater than what one could do on their own. Synergy is the interaction of a corporate or community anointing that when it comes together, you can do greater things than you can ever do by yourself. This is why it's important to be involved and connected in a faith-filled community. This is why Jesus said, if any two of you agree as pertaining to one thing, he says, if you would add your faith with their faith and create a synergy, you can see more answered prayers than you can alone. And we're coming into a place in the earth realm where the body of Christ needs synergy. We need each other. We need faith-filled community partnering, praying for with one another to see God's plan and will done in your life. Amen? Amen? That's why I haven't missed a service for being sick in, in ever. I think since 1997, I never missed a service being sick. I was with my wife three years ago when Charlie Champ came two years ago. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was having a heart attack, remember? I said, honey, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm having a heart attack. Actually, I was having anxiety. I was having anxiety. I didn't know that. But I thought I was having a heart attack. And But I told my wife, I said, honey, I, I got to get to service. Maybe I'll be healed in the service. I said, if not, I might just drop dead while I'm preaching. But I'm not going to miss service. I'm going to service. I could barely stand up. I was dizzy. I went to service. I preached. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, your blood is fine. Your heart is fine. He, he said, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, but I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. He said, I think you're under stress. I said, yeah, company, baby, wife pregnant, the church. Ah, I think so too, amen. <laughs> and then a week later, Charlie Champ came to our service and he began to prophesy over me one night. And I was instantly healed when he delivered that word. And I haven't been anxiety ever since, amen. Amen. But when you're sick, when you're down, when you're depressed, it's not the time to miss service. That's the most important time to go. I'd rather have you come and say, Pastor, I feel great today. I'm feeling good. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to stay home and, and call up my families and email them and preach to them. I would say, oh, praise God. Do, go, be blessed. Amen. But if you come and say, oh, Pastor, I'm depressed today. I'm going to stay home. Or I'm sick today. I'm just not feeling good. I'm staying. That's when I would say you better be in the house of God. Amen. Because we need that anointing, that synergy, that corporate anointing, that what God can do when it's my faith plus your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Where two or three are gathered. Not where one is a home in his bed on his sofa. Alone. Watching the pastor on TV. No, he says when two or three are gathered. The synergy is in gathering together. Amen. There he is in the midst of us. Let's lift up our hands and pray. Father God, we thank you, God. I just pray and I engage today our synergy. 
that each and every one of your servants and children, sons and daughters here, that we would bring, Father God, to you a synergy today that would lift the person on my left up, that would lift the person on my right up, the person behind me and in front of me, them that are perplexed and cast down and beaten in a week. We lift them now in the name of Jesus. We lift their spirits now. We lift their faith now, God. Father, in Jesus' name, I lay hold of the doctrine, the theology, the beliefs lying dormant in our minds and in our souls. And I pray that you would drag it, Father God. That you would enlighten it and breathe on it, Father God. That they would become living souls. And we drag that down from their thought into their spirit, man. And pray that it would bring forth life and production and fruit that their bodies would be healed that their work atmospheres would change God that you would Father God use them as the agent of change God that their life would be a a, a well watered garden Father God bringing redemption and life before them everywhere they go in the name of Jesus and Father we bless the people of God here today and hearing this word of God today, let them be strengthened. Let them be encouraged. Let them be empowered. Take this dominion. Every one of you, take this dominion today and bring it into your evening. Bring it into your home. Take dominion over those pile of dishes in your home. Hallelujah. Take dominion over that which is needs adjustment in your life and let you say so. That you are redeemed. That you take dominion. You take authority. Little change. By little change. Until there's a transformation of the glory of God in your life. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap please. Hallelujah. to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart, To him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, 
I come to you now. In the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the word of God. Thank you for your time. We love you. And-